And you'll read in some of the statements that Job, you need to, we need to read the book of Job. Whenever you think you got it so hard, open up the book of Job. And you'll realize by the end of it, or maybe just a couple of chapters in, you'll realize that you ain't got it that hard. See, because I believe a lot of times these, these, the books that we read, the accounts that we read, I think we read them like they're fairy tales, like they really didn't happen. That really happened. It really happened. And it's no telling how long he had to go through that and endure that. I'm sure it wasn't just over, just like that. There's no telling whether he went through years like that. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. But I'm going to tell you, it wasn't just a quick fix and it was over. There was some endurance that had, to, that had to take place because you find out that Jesus said it like this. See, because we want quick fixes for our problems. But Jesus said it like this. He said, he that endure to the end shall be saved. That means there's going to be some things that are not going to be a quick fix. There's going to be some things that you're going to have to endure. You're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to go through it. But if you endure it, you're going to be saved. The biggest thing is me being saved. I'm not, I'm not me being comfortable in this temporal world. The biggest thing is that I make heaven. The biggest thing is that I'm, I'm, I see streets of cold. The big, not only do I see it, I hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. I don't just want to see it, honey. I want to go in. I want to go in. So I got to keep my eyes on what the priority is. And Paul, Romans chapter 8, verse 35, Paul said what? Who? Who you going to allow to separate you? There are a lot of people that are allowing negative people to separate them from the love of God. They're allowing negative voices to separate and come between them and the things of God. To the fact where they don't believe in the Bible no more. To the fact where they don't pray anymore. Let's get Romans chapter 8. In verse 35, to the fact that they don't pray no more. They don't lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting anymore. They don't pour out their hearts unto God anymore. And you know me, I'm a firm believer. I say it like this. If you really had an experience with God, if you really experienced the power of the Holy Ghost, if you really believe this word if you really had faith in prayer if you really had faith in the things of God there's no way you can just let it go like that you can't just throw it to the side like that if you really had an experience a true genuine experience with God where God delivered and broke some things off of your life I'm talking about you felt things being cast out of your life unclean spirits you really had an experience with God. I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter how hard things get. It doesn't matter how bad things get. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. No way you can just throw aside the things of God like that. There's no way. No way can you do it. And so he asked the question. <laughs> do I need to change microphones here? <laughs> So he asked the question, who shall separate us from the love 
of Christ shall tribulation. Tribulation is going to come. Guess what, guys? We ain't, even, we ain't even got there yet. We ain't even experienced true tribulation yet. And truth be told, if we struggle in these times, my God, what is going to happen when there are going to be some things that are released into this earth? What are we really going to be like? What's going to really happen? Yes, please help us. Help us. We need it. Okay? Tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword. Okay? Uh, verse, verse 36. Listen to what he said. It is written, for thy sake. Whose sake is that? His sake. For his sake. For his name's sake. Then Jesus said like this, that we're going to be persecuted. For whose sake? For his sake. Okay? So if I'm really living for God, if I'm really serving God with all of my heart, mind, and soul, I might as well get ready for people to talk bad about me. You might as well go ahead and welcome it. You know it's coming. Get ready for it. Get ready for some people to turn their backs on you. Listen, get ready for the foes, your foes, and you're going to be surprised that the people that you thought would be your foes really are. Then the Bible, didn't he say that a man's foes will be they of his own household? Family. People that you thought would be glad that you're serving God and, and living for God with all of your heart, mind, and soul and, and wanting to be used and led of God. People that you thought would be happy, you're going to find out that they're not. They're going to fight against you. They're going to persecute you. They're going to talk bad about you. What did, uh, what did um, um, David, he talked about um, the persecution and trials that came to him. And he said that the individual that it came from, it wasn't from an enemy. He said, if it came from an enemy, I would know how to hide myself. He said, but it came from someone that we took sweet counsel together. We went to the house of the Lord together. We walked together. You're going to be surprised that people that proclaim that they have this truth are going to love this message and have the same thing that you're proclaiming that you have is going to be the biggest persecutors. It's going to be the biggest ones that hurl stones at you. It's going to be the biggest ones that throw slander at you. It happens. But you got to understand, you can't get down and out about it. You got to understand that when you make it up in your mind that you're serving Jesus, okay, and that you're not serving flesh, you're serving Jesus, okay? You got to realize that for his sake, that persecution is going to come. He said, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Then the Bible says that he is our shepherd, and we are the sheep of his pasture. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter, okay? All the day long, okay? Uh, verse 37. And so we know this is going to come. Persecution is going to happen. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. So what that means is, despite all the persecution, despite the slandering, despite the mockery, despite the lies, through, in all of these things, guess what? We're more than conquerors, not because of our own strength, 
Not because of our own power, but it's through him that loved us. I don't have to worry about what the enemy is doing and what naysayers are saying. I know that I'm victorious tonight. And it's not by my own power. It's not by my own strength. It is through Jesus Christ, the one that has bestowed his love upon me. I'm more than a conqueror, honey. I am victorious tonight. And all of these things, and all of the slanderers, and all of that, we're more than conquerors. Somebody needs to know that tonight. You're not defeated tonight. You are victorious through Jesus Christ. Verse 38. He said, for I am persuaded. I got to have a made up mind tonight. I got to be fully persuaded tonight. I got to be fully persuaded about this tonight. And I have to have a made up mind. That neither death, death, Job, death was all around him. He lost family, okay? He lost family. And the Bible says that at the end of it, when it was all said and done, you'll read where he made statements like he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. You got to know that your Redeemer is alive tonight. You got to know that God still has his eye on you and that he hasn't forgotten about you. And all of that, the Bible says that Job charged God not foolishly. Come on, don't, don't charge God foolishly tonight. Understand that God knows what he's doing. Understand that God is in complete control. So Paul said neither death. Okay? Now understand his condition and why he was writing this, what state he was in. Paul wasn't sitting up in some hotel room with his feet propped up, sipping lemonade and, and, sip, and sipping on tea and crumpets and, and all of this other stuff. Paul wasn't, he wasn't in a comfortable state. Paul was in a jail cell. And it's not like the jail cells down in Lee County. It, it wasn't those kind of jail cells. Back then there was dungeons. I'm talking about rodents. I'm talking about creepy, crawling things. While he was writing this, he probably had a rat on his shoulder, crawling down his back, crawling down his shirt. And being able to muster up and write this kind of thing, make these kind of statements, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor, nor, powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 38, so I got to make it up in my mind. The pre this thing, this present life and my affliction in this life is not going to separate me from God. Neither the things that I don't know what is uh, coming is going to separate me from the things of God. There are things that is coming and that is going to happen to us that we don't know nothing about. And it's going to rub us the wrong way. It's going to have, we're going to be hard pressed. But I got to make it up in my mind that that's not going to separate me from the love of God. I have a made up mind tonight that I'm going to serve God with everything that I have. I'm going to continue to trust. I'm going to continue to believe. I'm going to continue to have faith. Because we do know, there are some things we don't know that, that is going to happen in our lives, but there are things that we do know, and it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. If you've read the book of Revelations, you know what is coming. And, we, and a lot of people, 
They like that it's so comfortable to feel. It's so comfortable to think that, you know, it's a comfortable thing to think that the church is not going to have to endure that and have to go through that. But I'm going to say it like this. Now, the apostles, the people, the men that walked with Jesus and that talked with Jesus, there would never be a generation that was as close to Jesus as they were. Never. They walked with him. They talked with him. That guy John, the, John, the revelator, uh, the beloved, he laid his head on Jesus' chest. Ain't nobody that's going to ever get that close. But you'll find out that that apostle, he wasn't spared tribulation, now was he? He wasn't spared persecution, was he? We, 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 we talked about it last week. He was born in hot, boiling oil. And by the grace of God, he didn't die. And so he didn't die. They shipped him off to the island of, of Patmos. Exiled him from everybody. And that's where, when you read the book of Revelations, that's where he was. That's, that everything, all that boiling and all, and him surviving, led up to him being put on the Isle of Patmos. He wasn't spared for that, was he? Paul, we see what, we read what Paul went through. History teaches that they cut his head off. He ran to the chopping block, broke free. Peter, Jesus told Peter what kind of death he would die. He was crucified upside down. And it's such a comfortable feeling for people to think that, well, the church ain't going to have to endure that. But if, if he allowed them to go through it, I'm not better than they are. I'm nowhere near them. Nowhere near them. And so there are things that will come. And I'm going to tell you, if I don't get a hold of the word of God, and if I don't get a hold of prayer, and if I don't have a made-up mind that I'm going to serve God with everything that I have, right now, right now, chances are I'm going to fold in those days. I got to get a hold of this. And I'm not trying to, I'm not preaching hellfire and brimstone. I'm not, I'm just saying, I got to have a made-up mind that there's nothing that's going to separate me from the love of Christ. I got to have that made-up mind. I got to be persuaded on that. Nothing. Verse 39. No height, no depth. In other words, ain't nothing in hell that can stop me from serving God. Nothing. The devil is going to try. The devil is going to try to overcome the church. But, but Jesus already said, upon this rock will I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going to tell you, if you got the name of Jesus and you got a hold of that, and you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you and dwelling inside of you, the devil can do whatever he wants to do. There is nothing that can separate you and stop you from serving God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. He said, nor any other creature, nothing, no one, not what people say, not what people do, no one, not how people have let nothing, none of that 
shall, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I got to have a made up mind. Nothing can separate me. Nothing. Job went through hardship. The apostles went through hardship. Paul, the apostle Paul, sitting in a jail cell writing this. And it's determined that my current state, nakedness, peril, sword, none of this is going to separate, be able to come between me and the love of Christ. Nothing. There are a lot of people that are allowing things to separate them from the love of Christ. There are a lot of people that they just drop the things of God as they allow other, situ other things to come in between them in the love of Christ. But I got to have a made up mind that I'm not going to allow anything to get in between me and my walk and my relationship with God. I'm not going to allow family. I'm not going to allow friends. I'm not going to allow co-workers. Listen, I'm not going to allow the twice dead and plucked up by the roots. I'm not going to allow the backbiter. I'm not going to allow the reprobate. I'm not going to allow the world. I'm not going to allow anybody to separate me from the love of Christ because I understand that there's nothing like the love of Jesus tonight. And honey, I'm not going to find this in any other, in any other elsewhere than here in the house of the Lord. The Bible tells us that the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost. Honey, there ain't nothing that can compare to the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm not willing to let go of it. I'm not willing to throw it aside. It's the only thing that delivered me. It's the only thing that brought peace and joy and happiness in my life. And I'm not letting go of it for anything or anyone. Let's remain standing tonight. So I want to make it up in my mind that I'm, I'm going to be inseparable. I'm not going to allow anything to separate me. I'm not going to allow anything to come in between. I'm not going to allow this, this present world, the spirit of this world, spirit, this age, do you know that this world is designed and the things of this world is designed to take people's minds off of God? It's designed to distract people. All of the different inventions and the different things, all of that stuff. Do you know that the devil, who the devil is after? Do you know who he's after? He already has the world in his, in his hands. He already got them. They're already sold out to his agenda. Already. There are people that he is using that they are pushing the devil's agenda. People in Hollywood, people in pop culture, people in hip hop, they're pushing the devil's agenda. He already got them. Who do you think he's trying to get? He's trying to get people that are striving and trying to live holy and separate. People that God has poured out. People that God has filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. He wants those people. He wants to pull you back into this world. He already got them. They already sold out to it. They are, they are all for it. That's why I got to have a made up mind. That I'm not going to allow anything in this world. 
I'm not going to allow it. Do you know that the devil will use people? Do you know he'll speak through people in an attempt to try to separate you and pull you away from the things of God? And to try to get you out of the will of God? Listen, I want to be in the will of God. Listen to me. I don't want to be a part of a crowd. I want to be in the will of God tonight. I want to be in God's will. I want to be in God's plan. I want to be in God's purpose. You're going to find out that a lot of people, they follow the crowd. It's so unfortunate. If you read in your Bible, we ne you never follow the crowd. You never follow what everybody else is doing. Because 99, I'm going to say, listen, I'm going to say 100% of the time, the crowd is always wrong. Always wrong. I don't want to be, I don't want to follow the crowd. I don't want to follow the world. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. It's sad to say that there are some, in truth, that are allowing things to separate them. They're allowing things. And like we said this morning, it's not issues. We get so hung up on people. It's not people. It's unclean spirits that are constantly working. You can never lose sight of the fact that there are unclean spirits constantly working, constantly moving, constantly trying to see who they can get an advantage of, who they can get inside of and begin to pull away from the things of God. Always. you got to always be mindful of that. you got to always keep that at the forefront of your mind that the devil is going to try in some kind of way in each and every day of your life. That's why we got to be prayed up. That's why we got to be full of the Holy Ghost because the devil is always on the lurk and he's always trying to get an advantage. But you can't let the devil get an advantage on you. You can't let him get a foot. You can't let him get a pinky toe in the doorway. You got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You got to have a made up mind that I'm not going to allow anything to cause me to let go of this great salvation. I'm not going to allow anything to cause me to turn my back on God. God has been too good to me. While I was in my sins, while I was in fornication, while I was in the crack house, while I was strung out on drugs and alcohol, God loved me so Manifested himself in flesh. He was beaten on my behalf. I should have been beaten. Those crowns of thorns should have been on my head. I should have been nailed. It should have been me. But he took my place because he loves me that much. There's no way I can turn my back on him. There's no way I can walk away from him. There's no way I can forget about God like that. After all he's done for me, there's no way. Let's lift up our hands and let's begin to call upon the name of the Lord. God has been good to us. He's been too good to us for us to allow things to come between us and him. He's been too good. He's been too kind. He's been too loving. Even when I didn't deserve it. With all of a sudden, 
The Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, than a man, that a man will lay down his life for a friend. Do you realize that while you was contrary to the things of God, God still considered you a friend. He still considered you a friend. He still looked at you and said, they're worthy. They're worthy enough. They are worth me going to Calvary. They're worth me being beaten. They're worth me being pierced in my side. They're worth my feet being nailed to the cross. They're worth it. I'm going to tell you your love tonight. I'm going to tell you your love tonight. And I made up in my mind that there's nothing that can separate me from him. Nothing that I allow to come in between me and God tonight.